What's up? Welcome to the AV Club podcast. Thank you for joining in. I've never said that before in an intro. Kind of felt weird rolling off the tongue. Anyways, today my guest is Ryan Suit. Ryan is a friend of mine that I went to high school with. We haven't actually talked in probably, you know, since high school. It's been a long time since we talked, but it was really cool catching up with this guy and hearing kind of about his life. The, the gap in our friendship is really what we talked about, like what he's gone through in between that amount of time when we had talked last. And so uh, it was really cool catching up with this guy and we picked up right where we left off. There's really never a dull moment with him. Super fun guy, super cool guy, and he's got some really cool stories to tell. So without further ado, Ryan Suit, my boy Rhino, and we're rolling. Awesome. We've officially started. The AV podcast, the AV Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> That's right, baby, the AV club. So... You were just saying you almost started one, or you tried to start one? Yeah, dude. First off, thank you for having me. It's an absolute <laughs> honor to be a guest on this pod, yeah, so bro. thank you. Fired up to be here. I appreciate you coming, man. It's so cool to see you. I was one, fired up to see you, but two, <laughs> driving over here, I was like, man, like I'm about to talk to an audience, it feels like. It was, yeah. It was kind of like, all right, like, it feels good. <laughs> so I like to think of it I like to think of it as talking to about like maybe you know my mom, my dad, my brother, and that's it, because I don't think many other people listen, but... Yeah, I was wondering, like, 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 do you have like a group that you like have listening or what, or like, are you like tracking numbers or what's going on? So, I upload it to Apple and Spotify, and then of course YouTube. You could see all your analytics through there, and it's mm. very basic for the Apple and Spotify. But um, there's, it doesn't tell you specific people who watch or listen. But uh, for the most part, it's like it just tells you broad general numbers, and then like female, male, you know, hair color. Um, no, nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it's cool, man. It's it's really interesting because I'm like, it, I don't want to get caught up in that because that's not the reason I, I don't do it. So uh, the, a lot of people will listen. Like I don't I don't ask people like, hey, what do you guys want to hear me talk about? Because it's I'm having a guest on, and so it's kind of like if if the guest has something to say, which you know they all do. Everybody does. Everybody has something to say. Mm-hmm. It's weird to just contain that to like. Oh yeah, that's cool. You did this today. Okay, well, let's talk about this topic because it's what people want. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like I just want it to be as organic and natural as possible. So, yeah. I don't ask anybody. I really hardly ever look. I've probably looked maybe 5 times. Yeah. And I guess it's a lot. I only have like 8 episodes, but like it's not not as much as you'd think. Like I'm not checking it every day. And it's like 5 times over the period of like I think I started on January the 15th mm-hmm. all the way to now. So like we're in almost in April. And so it's like in terms of episodes, I've looked like five, almost every single episode, but I've only looked five times over the span of like three months. So like, which is probably the best way to do it, bro. Cause it's going to take time to build. And one day you're going to look up and you're going to be like, Oh my gosh, like yeah, how many people did just listen to my podcast? Yeah, man, that, that would be really cool. But a lot of people, you know, what's funny is that Taylor's mom, my girlfriend's mom, mm-hmm. she, she always says that I have a good speaking voice. Yeah. She's like, you would, you would be really good for radio. And I'm like, I'm kind of auditioning. So yeah, we'll, but we'll I'm see like, where it goes. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but you see me, you see my face, right? Like, what about TV? And she's like, I'm more of a radio kind of guy. <laughs> oh, so it's backhanded. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay, I, could, I, I see it. I see it. How long have you been living in Austin, bro? Bro, so after we graduated, came down um, June of 2019. So job started like 15th. 15th of July, actually, and we moved in in June. So had a little bit of time to come in, get settled, that kind of thing, you know, 
start to explore Austin, which, you know, we're two and a half hours north, so it's not like we didn't know Austin, yeah. but, you know, came down here, had about 30 days, and got ready to go to work, so loving it ever since. Yeah, you love it? Dude, I, I love Austin. Really? Yeah. No moving, no moving in the near future? I tell people all the time that they're like, do you ever see yourself moving away? And I'm like, it's weird to say no at the age of 24. Yeah. You know, you'd like to think you have a lot more places to explore right. and a lot more life sense. ahead, right? But I'm like, especially in Texas, I don't see myself moving back to, you know, maybe whenever I get a family or something like that, my mindset will change. And not that Austin isn't a good place for a family, in my opinion, but just that right now with what Austin offers and everything and the vibe, the feel, like, I love it, dude. Especially like yeah. compared to, you know, other places we've lived in Texas, I yeah. think it has the most to offer. So, you know. dude, I, I agree 100%. Being from small, it's Granby's kind of a small town, but it's not like super small. Right. The place, the town I was born is tiny, like super small. Everybody in the town knows each other, and so visiting there in like the summers when I'm old enough to realize, like you know, populations and like how big or small a city is. Mm -hmm. Going back to Granbury and being like, oh, this isn't so bad, and then moving to Austin, it's like, I I love it here too. I agree with you 100%. Like it. I'm not sure a family would be the move here. Like as of now, as a 20, you know, three, 24 year old speaking, yeah. but I like that perspective because it's, it's true. Like we, we could get job offers next year and be in like Idaho, you know, like if it yeah. made sense for us. So that's, that's cool. I like that you have that kind of level head on you. Not like, Oh, I'm here and only here for the rest of my life. Nah, dude, I know that you can definitely, I mean, I've never been able to plan out what's going to happen two or three years down <clears> the line, much <throat> less, you know, where I'm going to be the, for the rest of my life and yeah a couple of weeks ago if you'd asked me you know what i'm gonna be doing in april it certainly would have been in austin but with marley taking that travel nursing job in oakland like now we're headed there for 12 weeks yeah so, tell me about know. that i didn't know that yeah dude so i was telling daniel downstairs but she's been looking for these travel nursing assignments right and so <clears throat> long story short one popped up in oakland and now we're headed there for 12 weeks come like august 20th ish haven't really narrow that down I have a buddy who has a wedding on the 19th and we're gonna need to either leave that night or early that next morning we'll see oh, how that wow. goes but, yeah uh, um, <laughs> probably the next morning yeah yeah we'll see how <laughs> how we're feeling but long story short got to make that 24-hour drive to oakland and we uh we've already found our place there we're gonna airbnb uh basically what they call an in-law suite yeah right yeah, so yeah. we're staying in one of those pretty close to the hospital marley will be working at and i'll keep working at vmware remotely and we're gonna try to explore oakland for 12 weeks that's awesome, man. So, yeah, so you'll you. be, is it every 12 weeks you'll go for 12 weeks at a time? No. So they're really like just, it, it just depends on whenever she wants to take one, where they are, just the availability of the jobs, right? So yeah. the hospital here in Austin, it they basically just allow for, an, for a 90-day leave of absence. Okay. And so we're going to take that 90 days, go to Oakland, and she's already worked that out to where when she comes back, she'll have her job. And we have a, it's crazy wedding season right now it's i think we have six more weddings to go to this year and what i have i have two more bachelor parties at least Dang. if not my own <laughs> so um got a lot to a lot going on um and a lot of traveling we have to do for the wedding so i think we're gonna definitely come back after oakland and right at least settle down for the rest of the year here and then see what happens in 2022 so dude that's awesome man yeah, it's have you fun. have you ever spent like a prolonged period well i guess not prolonged period like if you spent time in la or california at all yeah um whenever mason was actually touring colleges we drove all down like highway one um, yeah did that whole experience going from we started at uh 
um, Stanford, Palo Alto, and then we drove down and did the whole UCLA, USC tour, and Pepperdine, all that kind of stuff. Dang. And so that was a pretty big trip, and that was probably my second or third time going to LA. We had so Matt Golba. Um, long story short, he has a um, a granddad who has a yacht out in Marina del Rey, California, and so probably when we were we were playing a lot of Call of Duty, so it was probably you know twelve, thirteen <laughs> years old. Um, his granddad let our two families go out and stay um, on their boat out there, and so mm-hmm. we got a whole week out there, and man, we love it. That's uh, crazy, dude. Don't know if I'd like to live in California full time. Yeah. But, oh yeah. Uh, I don't yeah. I don't know about all that, but especially now. But yeah, that's cool, man. That's you know what the craziest thing is that the whole story you just said, the thing that stuck out in my mind the most was Matt Goldblatt has a grandparent with a yacht. <laughs> what the heck? He's never told yeah, me man, that. It's awesome. It's an awesome, awesome boat, and they were super nice letting us go out there. And yeah, of course, at the time we're twelve, thirteen, didn't realize that he had it either. But we went out there and had a great time. <laughs> yeah. We actually. You know, our parents, they're, you know, they're encouraging us to go explore, do all these, you know, different things. And we're 12 and 13 and we're trying to stay on the, on the yacht and play Call of Duty on the thing. <laughs> so we didn't, oh, we did man. not want to come off. But oh, that's I remember funny. us having a blast playing Call of Duty and like, yeah. <clears throat> me and Matt would like go and sleep on the top deck at night. And that was a total, total blast. Awesome. That's experience. crazy, dude. So, yeah, man. On a yacht. That's insane, man. Well, that's awesome, that's dude. I can't believe that. That's cool. She just, she's just trying to expand her horizons and kind of just see what else yeah. is out there yeah dude she that's loves cool. to travel big adventurous person right yeah. so i mean this is the first of first of many hopefully we'll see that's you know? so cool like we said we can't plan a year out right especially we'll now yeah that's again. that's so cool so she could go literally anywhere like yeah anywhere wow. that a job's posted and that yeah. she would qualify for yeah so yeah she um they were pretty competitive recently um you know, for different reasons, for people trying to travel during COVID, trying to get out, and just people trying to take advantage of the extra pay, right? And so, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll see if they stay that way and what she can apply for, and what what she can attain moving forward. But I think um, we'll test it out with this experience and see how it goes. Wow, Oakland. that's so cool. Yeah. How has how has COVID yeah. affected you guys in? Uh, oh, that's no, no worries. That gets stuck all the time. How has COVID affected you guys in Austin, man? Like, I know, like, so we're. Studios in Georgetown, which is about thirty minutes from Austin. You guys live in downtown, or do you live like? No, dude. So we're right off of one eighty three, like just south of Cedar Park. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so that's we're a good like, spot. We're like northwest side, like the Anderson Mill area. If you okay. know where that yeah, neighborhood yeah, yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, that's cool. Yeah, man. It's um about twenty minutes from downtown, and it's about twenty five minutes from you. So I'm right in the middle. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, man. It seems like I mean traffic makes it a little longer, like. 35 gets pretty crazy sometimes, but yeah. it's like a super easy drive. It's just literally a straight shot on 35. So I look, I like, yeah. so I like being here because it's like a literally just like a stone's throw away from Austin. Exactly. It's kind of like a Fort Worth and Granbury, honestly. Yeah. You know, Except this is, distance. this is an easier drive to me. Like a, like a, a less like, like whenever straight I would, yeah. yeah, whenever I would go to Fort Worth, I'd be like, oh, I don't, I, I guess, like, I don't want to really drive that way. But right. and this is just kind of easy. So. Yeah, dude, I agree. Yeah, so how did how did COVID affect you guys? Like, dude, so we started off in March um, working in the office, right? And pretty quick, you know, everyone's looking up. Like, indeed, <laughs> just you know, sent everyone home to work remote. Google sent everyone home to work remote, and we're like, oh, are we next, we next, we next. And sure enough, within a couple of weeks, they sent us to work from from home for you know for an extended period of time. They didn't know yeah. when, and 
that deadline has since been moved back, 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 back. And it's now, um, we're not even supposed to be, are allowed to even go in the office until September, October of this year. What? So yeah, dude, I've been working at home ever since. And basically VMware ended their lease at the building we were working in and they had one other building that they did own. And so basically they just made that a collaboration hub. And so like, there's not like desk and that kind of stuff for you. Like there is if, you know, if a couple people want to go in or a small yeah. number, but like we definitely can't outfit um, a full entire office like we were before. So basically it's, if you want that room, you're going to go in, you're going to rent it out and you get some time to collab with your team. And you know, you could take advantage of the, of the office if you want, but man, COVID's totally made our entire company work remote. And Whoa. Yeah. So how, how do you like working from home? What's I that? love it. Honestly. Yeah. I love it. I mean, like, versus sitting in a cubicle or working in an office it's it's yeah. great like i'm with my dog all day like freedom <laughs> like you know you're pretty much setting your own schedule anyway so man I love oh, that's it, so honestly cool. you know trying to save by you know making lunch at home you know trying to avoid the chick-fil-a so <laughs> dude chick-fil-a is so good <laughs> i know i keep them employed not that they need me but yeah if they ever did go under i would keep them afloat <laughs> dude they're so freaking good have you had the spicy chicken sandwich from there? Yeah, dude. I love the spicy chicken sandwich, but like honestly, I just get them the, the number one, add pepper jack cheese, and I'm good to go. I can eat like 10. <laughs> add pepper jack cheese. That's all I need. <laughs> How about you? How's it affected you? Dude, so um, I lived in Marble Falls most of 2020. Mm-hmm. All, uh, half of, so we graduated college 2019, May. Yep. From June to the rest of the year, 2019, I lived in Marble Falls. And all of 2020 up till September, I was in Marble Falls. And so it happened a little bit like, well, the whole, basically the whole, right, whole 2020 was yeah. impacted. And so, a wash. Yeah. <laughs> but in, in Marble Falls, it's like they don't care as much. Obviously, people wear masks and stuff was closed just because they had to. But like, when stuff slowly started to open back up, like they were like, you know, I don't care. So in, in Marble Falls, what I did was real estate photography, mm-hmm. worked at a marketing company. I did real estate photography. So I was traveling a bunch, going to people's houses, taking photos of like brand new construction, like multi-million dollar houses and yeah. even like the worst houses you could see or find and like just taking pictures of everything. And so it didn't really affect me there at all because I was working by myself primarily I could get into these places and usually there wasn't anybody there. And if there was, it'd just be like, Hey, you got to leave for like an hour, hour and a half. Yeah. And then, uh, moving here, it's like, I have been, I wasn't doing that anymore. And so I've been kind of like freelancing, getting small gigs here and there. Yeah. And so it really hasn't affected me. I've worked from home for the most part. I just started like a part-time job making shirts, uh, like legit, like printing shirts. Nice. At, uh, the YMCA here. There's not a gym here. Uh-huh. It's like a YMCA like daycare slash like they make shirts out of the shop. So I'm like in a sweatshop back there, dude. It's weird. <laughs> this is like my second day literally today. Oh, really? Yeah, but it's super part-time and it's uh it's temporary cuz I'm trying to do I'm trying to do something else, man. I don't want to I don't want to You're going to learn a skill right there. So whenever, you know, the podcast takes off, you're going to have, yeah, you know, shirts saying. to make, you know, photography business takes off, you're going to know that entire process. So. Yeah, dude. The, my boss is super cool and I was like asking her. I was like Hey, like, what are the chances I could make a shirt or two for myself? And she was like, oh, just, yeah, just let me know. Wow. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. So hopefully it's a skill that's like translatable into the 100%. future. And yeah. Cause yeah. I know a guy down here, I, I had him on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. His name is Jay. He's a graffiti artist. And, mm-hmm. uh, I think before he started graffiti or like kind of in the middle, 
before things started picking up for him, he would make his own shirts. And so we saw him doing that. And like, he does that in graffiti. So I'm like, this dude, he does like crazy murals and stuff though. He's wow. legit. Like he's, he's legit. Wow. I'm sure you've seen like, I'm trying to think of a wall. Like there was a Kobe mural. Yes. You've seen it? Driving down 183. Um, it's like right on the curve, like kind of by a, by a P. Terry's. Ooh, I don't know. I don't okay. know if that's the one. Okay. There's a big Kobe and his daughter's name reminded me. Gigi. Uh, Gigi, right? Yeah. yeah, Kobe and Gigi. And it's a pretty big mural. Total, like the whole, whole background's yellow. Like it's vibrant. It sticks that's out. It. It's, that's it. It's cool. The that's on back- 183, bro. I pass it every day. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. he did that one. and um, That's awesome. He does them all over, dude. He's done like Snoop Dogg. Like I think he did uh, Ice Cube and like just random ones. But all over Austin, it's random. We, that's how we found him was the Kobe mural. Wow. We hit him up or Daniel hit him up, honestly. And then we just kind of became friends with him. So. Like you saw his signature or whatever yeah. and reached out to him. Hit him, and him up like, on IG. Yo, what's yeah. up? Wow. Instagram. Yeah, it was it was pretty wild. But uh, yeah, it's that's just. awesome. It's so cool because it's, it's like. Like it's I don't know it's hard to explain like it's it's just a really cool skill that he's like doing and he's providing a service to people like who walk by and obviously like commemorated Kobe yeah I know you're a huge Kobe fan dude right like boo I, LeBron boo I'm I'm big team LeBron, LeBron. <laughs> yeah. I mean like I was crushed whenever I heard that mm. you know a lot bigger than just debating who's a better basketball player at this point you know I'm like yeah. that was that was crazy like I remember exactly where I was you yeah know? me too like. I was taking Lincoln, my pup, for a hike. Like, like literally, I'm, I was pulling up to it, and I, like, opened up my phone, and, like, I checked Twitter, and it's just blowing up. And I'm like, like this has got to be fake. Got to be fake. Got to be fake. First first reaction for everybody is, like, it's got to be fake. Yeah. It's so weird, bro. Crazy. That's crazy. Poor guy. I mean, it looks like the pilot just wasn't supposed to be flying and yeah. flew into the side of a mountain, bro. It's crazy. That's sad. Wild. That is freaking wild. Um. Dude, so I wanted to. I've never like talked to you about this before. Does that make you nervous when I say that? Um, not really. Okay, I mean, cool. I was kind of Good. thinking whenever we came into this, I was like, I was like, what is he gonna ask me? Because like my dad, because I, I talked to my dad on the way here. I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm actually going to record a podcast with with uh, Aaron Viet, and he's like, man, that's awesome. Blah blah. blah. Has he prepped you? I'm like, no, I'm actually going in blind. <laughs> and he was Good, like, dude. he was like, ah, oh, have fun. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> like, has he prepped you? <laughs> but no, bro, ask me anything. That's uh, that's that's what I like, dude. I like people to come in blind. So, make it raw. <laughs> making it raw, dude. Just, yeah. just straight out of the gun. But, uh, dude, so we went to high school together, just for people who happen to listen to this. We went to high yeah. school together in Granbury. Yep. And then was it senior year or junior year that you went to? Right before senior year. Right before senior year, you went to a <coughs> private school Yep. called All Saints yep. Episcopal. Before All Saints Episcopal. Yep. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. dude, that's like the last time I, like. Yeah, it's been a while. I, that's like the last time I've seen you really, like, in, I think maybe once or twice before then or in between but did yeah. how, what was that experience like and like what was the decision to make you go there because i had ne- i've never asked you this before i've been curious um man the experience that's a that's a loaded question um to start off leaving granbury it was terrible it sucked yeah. honestly like you know how much i loved granbury yeah. and like how much you know i love my friends and like you know just want had such big aspirations for all of us right and so um made some decisions after our junior year that, you know, I thought that if I wanted to get where I wanted to go in terms of going and playing college football, that it wasn't going to happen if I was going to stay at Granbury. Um, and, you know, I could have been right. I could have been wrong, but, um, actually had a friend named, and you know, him, Blaze Moorhead. Yeah. 
um, transferred to Fort Worth All Saints um, for his senior year too. And I kind of saw how he took off and uh, I saw what it did for him. And so, you know, talking to him and talking to a couple other people, it kind of just made me believe. And um, I went and vetted it out. And long story short, next thing I know, I ran into some coaches that um, were talking to us at, and when I say coaches, there were some college coaches that were talking to us at Granbury. And whenever college coaches go to recruit, they're typically, they're like, they have a certain area, right? So yeah. anyone who's recruiting Granbury is going to also be recruiting in Fort Worth All Saints, right? right? right. So I just um, ended up talking to a couple of those coaches and it was kind of a weird deal because um, I just happened to be going to All Saints the same day that those coaches had came by and stopped at Granbury. Mm. And um, I talked to those coaches and long story short, I don't want to share everything, but he pretty much was just like, dude, like, you know, like there's a reason why we're here. Like we trust coach Beck and long story short, it just came together and we, as a family made the decision and it was honestly totally me. Like some people think that it was my parents who pushed me, but like they would have never brought it up if I wasn't trying to get where I was going. and wasn't, yeah, you know, kind of like sensing that I was going to need help to get where I wanted to go. Right. And so they basically just supported me in it. And, um, my dad went and he, he talked to the coach first and he was totally blown away and impressed by him. And so basically went up there and tried out. Um, and I say tried out, there was a, um, a guy named Kevin Murray. It was Kyler's dad at the time. He was, um, all saints QB coach and not worked for the school, just training their, their QBs privately. But, um, basically I signed up to go do a private training lesson with him, not knowing that it was going to be a tryout and like all the all saints coaches were there and it went well and basically um i spent some time with those coaches and got to know them and was all about it and believed that if i went there it was going to get me to where i wanted to go so um made that decision to go and there was a a lot of you know issues that came up with it and a lot of sadness leaving granbury but looking back on it today man it was the greatest decision i could have ever made for myself yeah i'm so glad i did it people i met the opportunities i feel like i gave myself and just the opportunity to, you know, see where, where you could go with, you know, just putting yourself in a different environment than what other people had done right. graduating from Granbury. Like we had some talented kids come through and that I thought that, you know, definitely should have gone to the next level and for whatever reason didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of led me like, yeah. in a different direction. Yeah, dude, that's, that's honestly super like admirable. I respect that a lot because Thanks. obviously I, I, you kind of understand that a little bit at the time. But that's not what's going through your head as like the a kid that's in the same age that's like your friend and like not to bring it back to like the high school days but, but it's cool bro it's like it knowing that knowing like where your mind was at at that time being yeah. so young it's like uh, that's super respectful and if nobody res- if people don't respect that to this day then there's something wrong with them but yeah i mean it's it's uh i'm you know, like I said, I'm glad I did it, but like if I could go back and change the way I handled it, I would, there would be a lot of things that I would definitely do differently. Yeah. Like what? Like what? I mean, like whenever you, I mean, just breaking the news to my friends was, was hard. Like, you know, like how do you do that? You Mm -hmm. know, it's, um, we, you know, you grow up playing with a certain group of friends at the age of four and you make it to the high school level and all of a sudden you start having success. Like, like we were good our junior year. Like Mm -hmm. we had a lot of success and it felt it felt good to be doing it with the guys that you'd worked so hard and built up so long for it, right? And um, you know, just to you know try to have those conversations with certain people, it was tough, and some some that I didn't even have a conversation with that I wish I would have. And right, but you know, looking back at the age of what was I, sixteen, seventeen, I'm like, yeah, 
I'm like, you know, Ryan, you didn't handle that with the utmost maturity, but I'm like, I don't know, you know, at 16 or 17, how, how I would have done right. and how other 16 or 17 year olds would have perceived that in a way that, you mm-hmm. know, it would have went well. And so it is what it is, but, um, it was tough, but in the end, looking back on it now, I'm very thankful to have yeah. had the opportunity to go to all saints, to you know, graduated from there. I played with those people, love them. They were awesome. So, yeah. So. See, see, like as a young high schooler, you don't understand like perspective. You don't understand it until like you're looking back, but like you, you have the perspective of two different high schools, yeah. two completely different friend groups mm-hmm. that you are still probably really good friends with today, you know, and like, it, that's cool. It's really cool though that you you did that for yourself to better yourself for the sport because you obviously loved it. You've loved yeah. ever since I've known you. I haven't known you as long as a lot of your other buddies that we graduated with, but like like ever since I've met you, I've known that it's like, oh, this guy's all about it. Like this guy's all about football. So it's cool, bro. He's a football dork. He's too obsessed. Yeah, right? football. <laughs> yeah. You used to walk around the school with the football and your pads on, man. Probably, it's not, bro. <laughs> Something like that. That's, that's so cool, though, bro. I honestly had no idea. I, I've been wanting to ask you that. I've been dreaming about it, sleeping, thinking about it. So that's cool, yeah, though. That's cool to hear because that's like not a lot of people do that. Only the people that a really believe in themselves do that, or or b like parents are kind of crazy, you know? Like, Amen. And, and like, Dude, yeah, <laughs> like and parents took so much heat because of that, and I'm like. People, people really blame them. And, like, some some people are, like, still not friends with my parents because of, like, the oh, way that they think that my parents manipulate that situation. But yeah. I'm like, dude, that was me. Like, I was the arrogant one who, like, who thought that, like, if I did this, it would help me. And, like, and not even knowing at the time if, yeah. if it truly was. And, you know, just took a leap of faith and it, it worked out. But I'm yeah. like, I mean, like, that was, like, that was me. Like, I, I, I wanted that for myself, you know, so. That's so cool. Which is unfortunate for your parents, but because yeah. like I mean, if you didn't know your parents, I, I know your parents a little bit, and they yeah. they like they bled that purple and gold. Yeah, Grammar, exactly. Dude. They, my mom still works there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's weird to think that people would yeah. assume that, but I guess it makes sense. Like that, you know, people are selfish, and people would like want you to stay. Obviously, first of all, because they know you're really good, right? They know <laughs> you were gonna probably help the team, but also because they liked you. And it was just like. Dude, if I was in their position, like there were people that transferred away from us that I used to always think about. I'm like, man, if that guy hadn't transferred for this, this Blaze is a great example, yeah, which I feel yeah. totally, com- totally comfortable saying this. I'm like, I'm like, if Blaze had had stayed there, like, man, we would have been this and this and this. Like, you know, I don't support people who move off. Like, support your hometown. Like, I had those feelings, bro. Like, so yeah. I, I totally understood whenever my friends had them against me, and so it was. That's what made it tough. Yeah, yeah, that's wild, man. Yeah, I remember. Uh, basketball whenever you were on the the varsity and i was only basketball you were football and basketball and coach brazil loved basketball players yeah shout out to coach brazil but he uh (laughs) breezy (laughs) he'll be listening to this man i know he is i hope he does (laughs) (laughs) he uh dude he loved you guys and dude and i was like oh that's cool they're like athletes but at the same time i was like man but i've been in this period and these in these practice unis the whole time man where's my spot but I mean, it's so, it's funny looking back now because it's like, who cares? Like, who cares? I do. I feel you. I mean, um, coach Brazil and us actually go back a deep ways actually. So he, whenever we were in, I could get the age wrong, but probably fourth, fifth grade. Yeah. He was actually coaching our private teams. And whenever he was the head coach at, uh, uh, mineral wells at the time. Wow. And so he was coaching at, on that team. It was, and I I don't remember if the Bronners were on it or not. Clay, Clay Will, 
um, Mitchell, Nick, Jacob, but we were all going to skills training with Coach Brazil, and he was even coaching us on the weekends for our traveling tournament. And then he came to Granbury, and so it was just kind of like we just knew each other for so long. That's that's crazy. I didn't uh, know that. I didn't. I didn't know that. I knew that you guys had like like practice with them before. I didn't. I didn't know that. That's cool though. That's yeah, cool. he was awesome, man. I loved training with him. Like, <laughs> He's a good guy, bro. Yeah, <laughs> He's great a golfer guy. too. <laughs> yeah, that's cool, bro. Now, one thing that I was super like kind of jealous about is that you got to go to columbia university to play mm-hmm. football that was that's so cool first of all living in new york is like something i've wanted to experience and i still want to mm-hmm. but what was that like for you moving over there just right after college just like out of the blue like what was that like and how were you how did your family react to it and talk like, about a leap of faith yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> talk about me making my own decisions too if that was up to my mother she would not have supported <laughs> yeah, me going to right. new york but no i'm kidding but <clears throat> i mean <laughs> Dude, it was it was crazy at the time. Like, I remember telling my head coach at the time he, uh, which he, he knew like the proper like athletic level that like I could actually go compete at. You know, like me being the arrogant, the arrogant kid I was. I was like, I want to go play at Tech. I want to go play at Oklahoma State. Like, I want to throw the ball around the yard and let's go throw it sixty times like they do and yeah, try to outscore people. Like that was really what I thought that I was going to do whenever I went to All Saints. And so, long story short, um, we had a Columbia coach in the office one day, and we hit it off, um, just talking ball, honestly. Um, I remember he was a big Peyton Manning and Aaron Rodgers fan, and we were both kind of skeptical of giving Tom Brady too much praise, and so we kind of hit it off (laughs) from that perspective. And then, um, man, he came out and watched practice, and um, everything just worked out from there. And so, uh, long story short, that coach and the staff that recruited me ended up getting fired um, oh. as I was like going there. And so whenever I got there, I had a completely different staff. Um, and we did have two kids from All Saints that were already at Columbia and Mark and Pacun and Charlie Flores. Um, but I didn't know them personally. Right. So literally, dude, it was, uh, we got to the time where we were, we were taking official visits um, January or February of my senior year. And I was choosing between Columbia, Georgetown, and Colgate, um, which is like Colgate was like an hour, an hour away from Syracuse, New York. So it was like upstate. Oh like, wow! Like cold, cold, cold. Yeah. And so um, I took a visit to Columbia, and there were, I think, six of us on the trip. Four of those guys um, I hit it off with, and we became best friends, and they're still my best friends to this day. And so after that trip, we literally spent two days together and we were like, all right, like we're doing this, you know, like we're coming. And we didn't know anyone at the time, but after we met each other, we were just so stoked to, to go and, you know, absorb that experience and be a part of it that wow. didn't really matter. We yeah. sent it, bro, and do the rest is history. It was great. It. Yeah. What was it like living in New York as like a, a young Crazy. adult? Crazy. Expensive. Oh, Very I bet. Expensive. I bet. Um, was there like, you lived in dorms? Is that... So it's like, uh, if you can imagine New York, bro, like you're, you're walking up off the street, you know, you're going to walk up into a, a little apartment, you know, style complex and, yeah. um, lived in a dorm my freshman year on campus <clears throat> and then joined what we call our football fraternity at Columbia. Um, shout out Sigma Chi, but, um, <laughs> uh, basically long story short, um, a couple of guys started Sigma Chi at Columbia and it quickly became a football frat. And 95% of the house was all football guys. And so it basically became a place for us to retreat to. And outside of football, we had a place to, you know, call home. It's where we, you know, had our parties, where we had our hangouts, that kind of thing. And we had, um, 
20 or so guys actually in the house. And so my sophomore sophomore year, I lived in a different dorm, um, a little bit off campus. And then junior and senior year, I lived in the what we call our frat house yeah. and just lived with the football guys. And, man, it was awesome. We were like – so I mean, if you can imagine Manhattan, we were like in the middle on the upper west side of it. So like Central Park's like right in the middle. Yeah. Right? We were just up to the left of, of Central Park. Wow. So um, not like – Times Square downtown, thank goodness. But, um, you know, after you've been there enough, you're like, no, please, they keep me away from there. But, um, man, it was crazy. New York, the upstyle pace, everything going on there <clears throat> was really, really crazy for the first two years. Total blast. But yeah. junior, senior year, everything really calmed down. You start, like, coming into your own, like, figuring out who you are. Yeah. You know, yeah. Very solidified, like in your school, like feel good about everything. And so you start to embrace like the city more, or at least like that was like our right. like friend group's experience. And so, yeah, dude, once junior and senior year came around, wow. we felt like we just like had a huge playground. It was awesome. That's so crazy, dude. Would you, would you ever live there again? Probably not live there, man, honestly. Yeah. No. Um, I don't really have a desire to do that, especially with a dog. No. Oh, got, yeah. Got Lincoln, you know, got to have a yard. So, um, <laughs> But no, dude, if I didn't have a dog and had the opportunity, like I would and like I could be happy there, but it's it's a different kind of lifestyle. You yeah. know, it's um con- it's a concrete jungle. Like I love Austin because <laughs> yeah. because of what it's gonna offer us from a um outdoors perspective, right? The mm-hmm. lakes, the hikes, the you know, everything that you have that you can do for free, right? And enjoy oh, yourself. Yeah. You know, get away from stuff. In New York, to get away, you you know, you, you go to a different bar on you know, Thursday, Friday night, right. you wake up, it's boozy brunch. It's like, man, it's like, I'm boozy brunch. Yeah. It's like, I'm constantly <laughs> spending money. It's just going to different bars and boozy brunch. I don't know. It catches up to you and it feels old pretty quick. So okay. I think getting outside of the city in which if I live there now, like hopefully I could do that more. But at the time, like, right. you know, you don't have a lot of money and you're stuck in New York and you know, there's just a limit to what you can do. And that limit consists of you being in that jungle, trying to figure out which store, which bar you want to go to. So I like the freedom of being in Austin, being in Texas, being in, yeah. like I have a new appreciation for the outdoors, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's what, so I'm, I mean, I've never been and I don't know anybody that's lived there. I don't think, I think I actually have a cousin that lives there now, but like distant, you know, don't talk too much to him, to him. Yeah. But I hear like on like you know podcasts people who live there they're like yeah it's super cool and like they say it's the city to grind in right because it's like like people just have their heads down at all hours of the day just doing their thing and swarms of people at all times and they're just working they're just working and like no matter if that's like entertainment or like you know nine to five it's like they're they're doing it every day consistently and it's like nonstop. yeah man you're you're exactly right like you know people they have a certain stigma for new york and i mean for the most part it's you know it's it's semi-accurate but once you've been there and lived there you kind of understand it more to where it's not like as you know like not like unappealing to you yeah so like i feel like in in new york it's just it's it's high pace man it's it's a lot of finance right it's it's high pace people are grinding people are, are working long hours they're trying to get from point a to point b and you know, people are just, they're on their grind. And so if that's something that you want to be a part of and that's the kind of lifestyle you want to choose, like it's yeah. perfect for you. But for me, man, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, watch ball, talk sports, hanging out. And yeah. it's just, it was, it was a little too, um, a little too, you know, high stakes feeling, honestly. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's got the wall street vibe all through it. Like that culture that's crazy. is bled through it. You know? Yeah. 
That's so. wild. I, I've been to Chicago once. It's like the biggest city I've ever been to. And it's like, you get like, just being in a city with skyscrapers like that. Austin doesn't have the same feel, but like Chicago, yeah. I don't know if you've ever been, but like, mm-hmm. does it, does it resemble New York to you at all? Because of, so I've only, I haven't spent much time in Chicago, so I couldn't accurately answer it. But right. from like what Mason has, has communicated from the time he spent at Northwestern, it was, it's a very similar vibe, but they're also very unique and very different, right. which, right. you know, I have a, I feel like I really know New York. Yeah. You know, I probably just know like the stigmas and stereotypes of Chicago. So it's probably not accurate, yeah. but. Okay, cool. I, I mean, I was only there for literally a weekend. It was yeah. like the furthest North I'd ever been. And it was like. It was cool because I'd never been in a build like a city with like huge skyscrapers, and it was yeah. totally different for me. Just a lot going te- on, <laughs> Texas boy. Yeah. yeah, I went the week after they had that record freeze. Mm-hmm. It was horrible. It was so oh, cold. Yeah. It's a different kind of cold there. Yeah, it was free. Like I was wearing so many layers and gloves and beanies, and it was so crazy, dude. I had I haven't experienced a cold like that. No, no, that's a, I, you know I tell people all the time like I would much rather be hot than I would be cold like that kind of cold. Like, yeah. I'm definitely a beach, Texas, Arizona, Florida type person. Like, I'm not gonna make it in the Midwest or yeah. Northeast. For there, there's long. not there mu- there's not much sun there either, is there in New York? It's hard. It's I mean it's gray a lot of the times. That's gloomy. weird. Um, which I don't want to paint a negative light on New York, like beautiful place. You can there's also great energy, but like you know buildings can you know block out the sun pretty quick, and all of a sudden like yeah you know you're working during the day. And it's getting dark at 4 p.m. And all you see during the day is you wake up when the sun's not up and you're going home when the sun's down. I mean, that that was very, very common. Wow. So that kind of stuff was kind of, you know, it's kind of taxing. You kind of lose yeah. energy there and you, you kind of feel it, right? Like you're like you're still going, you know, nonstop, but the energy's not there. So That's wild, man. What was it like playing football in college? Because I know, like, obviously high school football is just, way different obviously right any college yeah. sport is gonna be way different especially is it the d1 level right d1 double a so like so tcu if you know like fcs level yeah but, yeah so what was that like dude like dude it was crazy did you Honestly, take steroids no i didn't take steroids i mean look at me come on i look like I took dude, steroids. Come on. yeah you're huge bro <laughs> um no man i didn't me. take steroids i did walk in at like 165 pounds and walked out at like 198 and so so like we you know you gain a lot of weight but it's also like required right like i'm stepping on a scale every single day that i walked in there oh, so wow. like my coaches are like hey like what do you weigh today <laughs> you know i might have like an extra like weight in my back pocket or something <laughs> you know drink a lot of water but yeah yeah man like they force us to gain weight quick and especially me at that size so right um but man it's a it's a humbling experience. There's there's a lot of people that work really hard to go play that sport, and you get there, and it's tough, man. Like you walk out, and you have you know, especially walking out to a new um, a new staff. You know, like I mentioned, like the whole new staff came in after the one that recruited me got fired. Yeah. So it's kind of like you know, you're walking in, like you don't like you don't feel like you're their guy, right? Like they didn't recruit you. You're just one that they're having to deal with, right? Right. So, right. Um. Man, it was, you know, first getting to walk in there, getting in a QB room, seeing what the other QBs looked like. And, of course, as a freshman, you're arrogant as can be, right? And you think you're going to, you know, tackle this, do that. And, man, like this, the the life lessons that I've learned just through that experience, you know, not even just, like, being humbled by the like the amount of talent in college football. And, like, you know, we started out, my first year we were 2-8. and eight, and the Second year we were 3-7. and seven, Third year we were 8-2. and two. And so, like, I feel like I got to wow. see both, both like, spectrums of it, right? Yeah. 
And so, like, like even that two and eight team, like that two and eight team is probably just as talented or more than um, that eight and two team. But it's just the way that you put together the team with your coaching staff. It's the way that everyone gels. Like, there's so many things that go into it. Like, there was just so many life lessons learned that I'll forever be thankful for. Just going in there and realizing what I didn't know, which was a lot. Yeah. So that was the coolest part. That's wild, dude. That's so. Yeah. I can't even imagine. I, I know. I, I only had, not that I was like expected to me to have like a bunch of basketball offers, but I had one to an NAIA school in Oklahoma Uh Uh and like going up there and doing the tryout, you get to see like what it's like kind of, not even the full experience, just like a a tiny piece of that experience, but you're like, geez, like this is is different. Yeah. It's so, I couldn't imagine with football, dude, that's a whole nother level because. It's a beast, bro. That's crazy, man. It was like, we walked into a. To a meeting, you know, you you roll off the bus. So like we lived on 113th and Broadway, and we would take a bus up the West Side Highway on like the far west side of the island, and you would drive up to the top of Manhattan, and like our facility looked over like the Hudson River, then like into oh, Jersey, wow. right? And so um, you take that bus ride up, man. You get off the bus, you get into a meeting, and I mean it's it's high pressure, it's quick. They're they're like, hey, look, here's what we're installing today. Here's here's your six to eight plays. Here's your different reads on these plays. The defense is going to be playing these six different coverages. Whenever we go out to this field, you're going to execute it live. Whoever executes it live is going to be our starter. Holy crap! And that's you know that's not exactly how they say it, but right, that's, right. that's what's going on. It's it's going to be like, listen, we're going to throw this information at you, and we're going to see who can process it the fastest, and whoever can do it live in the you know the quickest versus other grown men with things flying around you, three hundred pound monsters chasing you you'll get to go play and so man it was it was crazy that is crazy bro how, how did you how did you end up doing like because i've only seen I, I didn't keep up much and like you know there's i don't even know uh, so i um i was a backup um i was third string my freshman year and then through my um sophomore and junior year i backed up someone named anders hill um it was he was awesome super super talented dude um and then my senior year, it was more of like a we're gonna invest in in the younger guys. So I took a back seat. I'm like I'm I'm the senior. I'm coaching everyone, and not like I took a back seat on my own accord. Like it was it was like they wanted to invest right. in their own freshmen, and so I was kind of just done then. And so yeah, I really had two years, my sophomore and junior year, to really be a part of it, and where like I was the actual backup, and like we're going in every time, and I'm like you know if his helmet flies off, we have to go in and play him, right? So um, that was awesome. Got to start one game. Ended up starting one game my senior year um, whenever I thought I wasn't going to play at all. We played Yale, and it happened to be a um, what they call a nor'easter, a northeastern storm. And so like there was like 65-mile-an-hour winds. It was like 33 oh, degrees, like just above freezing, and it was like slanting rain. I'm like, oh, man, like of course, like the one game I got to play is just terrible. <laughs> yeah. So um, we got to the third quarter in that game. We were tied up 10-10, and I was, like, rolling right, got, like, close to the sideline. It was a third down play, so I'm trying to extend it, trying to extend it, trying to extend it. And I basically, like, jumped to throw this pass before I hit this sideline. And this dude, and uh, we're playing Yale, he comes in, he clips my leg. It was totally legal on his part, but, like, he's he's flying running at me, like, trying to hit me before I throw it. He hits my leg. I flip upside down and hit the back of my head pretty hard and my arms like just go stiff and like i was knocked out for like oh what like like completely like gone like like you can see yale like the players they're like they like come up to me like like in the video because it happened on their sideline and they're like you know like trying to talk shit to me right 
and like they like come over and then like they see my like eyes like i guess i was knocked out or something like they'll just throw up their hands up to their head and like, look at me and they're like oh yeah. gosh and it's like they back away and dude i was knocked out and what um cart came out and oh, that sucks long story short i get up and like i like wobble and yeah like, like i like i think i'm gonna drive back to the sideline like i'm telling them i'm fine but like i'm just not there and so long story short we get carted off i get back up in the locker room and like my my memory like isn't working and so i'm like i'm like telling them like i'm fine like like i have to get out there like the next play like but like i'm telling them like stuff that it like isn't making sense to them right and like every few seconds i'm like asking them the same questions like, <laughs> i'm like what happened to me like i'm fine like what happened to me i'm fine like i had no recollection wow so long story short about a 30 minutes hour later like calm down like like my emotions were just insane like i couldn't control my emotions right and so like once i calmed down and like realized what happened and, like everything like came back to me and like i was fine and like i had you know like no repercussions after like i'm like totally fine since no headaches really didn't even have that that bad of headaches after oh that's good but yeah dude it was crazy dang bro was Wild. that what game was it was it the last game of your senior year was it like that was the either the um that was probably the seventh game of our senior year and we played 10 games so we had i think we had three after that yeah yeah and wow. i was gonna get to go play the rest of those games too and then as soon as that happened man. i was like Happened for a reason, though, I guess, right? Sucks, bro. Yeah, I guess, man. Yeah, it, it was uh, it was tough. That is tough, so, man. That's a bummer, dude. Yeah, that's we won a... though. We came out on top. So oh, let's go. Dude. We beat Yale, baby. Was, was that, <laughs> <laughs> was that so, the game you uh, did? You throw a touchdown in that game? Uh, yeah, I yep. saw that Third actually. Yeah, I was like two for fifteen passing, but we did throw a touchdown. So. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> it was not. Yeah, not good, but we did. We did pull it out, thankfully. Yeah. So. That's awesome, bro. Yeah, not the concussion thing, but it's cool that you got to have that was, that moment. Honestly, it was yeah, dude. It felt good. It was like it was all worth it. it was, yeah, man. Like I would do it all over again. No regrets at all. Moment. No, but even the concussion, I was like, man, that was kind of crazy. Like it's it's kind of crazy to know what that was like now. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. So. Dang, bro. I don't yeah. think I've ever experienced a concussion. It was wild, dude. I mean, like I don't even know if you truly like like experience it. Like like obviously people have different reactions, but like. I was out. Like I didn't, you didn't really, even know. I didn't feel yeah. it, and then I didn't remember. And the next thing I did, I knew I did remember, and I was just like, "Damn, it's all over!" Like it literally happened like that. Like I didn't even like get hit to the head. Like my head hit the ground, and like just like a weird like you know chain of events. Like, yeah, so. man, that's crazy, bro. You wow. know what's even crazier than that is that I think in the uh, in middle school, you, I mean, long story short, you went to AMS. I went to GMS, and there's right. like. Granbury, the the town we're from, is split into two high, uh, middle schools and like elementary schools all the way up until high school. You meet in the middle and like both the mm -hmm. sides of the town play on the same teams. Mm -hmm. And uh, dude, I was the QB in eighth grade and seventh grade, bro. So you're lucky I stopped playing or else you wouldn't <laughs> even know, you wouldn't have had thank it, you any of that. Me that moment. <laughs> you're welcome, dude. You can thank me for that, dude. I do every day, <laughs> every day. Thank, <laughs> thank you, Aaron. That's why I'm here, man. I'm just trying to pay my dues. Yeah, man. Well. <laughs> You got a little more to pay, man. I'm not. I'm not finished with we'll you. Keep yet. working on it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, dude. It was a blast. That's crazy, dude. I, that's so cool. I'm glad that you got to experience that. That makes me happy Thanks, knowing dude. that, man. Appreciate but it. Obviously, not the concussion part, but <sighs> that's cool, dude. Because you you work. I mean, that's a level that not a lot of people get to go to. Even even though you didn't probably get the results you wanted to at the right. end of the day, right. like Definitely. nobody hardly ever gets to, to see that that side of the football yeah. field and that side of competition competitive sports so yeah 
that's cool dude thanks man I appreciate that's cool it. Yeah. and you went to a freaking ivy league school right yeah mm-hmm. ivy league school in the mm-hmm. big apple yeah it was a crazy experience bro what are, what are the i mean who would have ever thought you know like yeah. who would have ever thought you would have been in, not me in that situation <laughs> dude. Not me, dude. that's so crazy that's why whenever we're talking about you know trying to plan two three years out that's you know to me i'm like right what can happen in two years <laughs> i promise you that so. yeah it's crazy. Um, do, you, do you ever see yourself like doing anything with football in the future? So I, um, <clears throat> I recently, long story short, um, fantasy football. One of my <laughs> exactly <laughs> fantasy football coach. No, no, no. <laughs> um, one of my best friends from All Saints. He he also transferred into All Saints at the same time that I did. Yeah, and he also happened to be a quarterback, and so he was transferring in, thinking that. By the way, I need to get another one. Yeah, they're right there. Um, yeah, bro. Got you. Um, long story short, he, uh, <coughs> we ended up battling, and he um, he was two years behind me, or a year behind me. Yeah, one year behind me. And so he took over after me, and he went on to have a very successful career. Like, he's playing at La Tech now, like, really good quarterback. Um, but, What's his name? Uh, Luke Anthony. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've seen you tweet at him, but I don't know. I don't know who it is. So he uh, he was set to play. So he plays at La Tech now. And he was set to play Baylor um, early in the season, like week four. And that game got canceled due to COVID. Why am I struggling with this? Dude, I'm going to give this to you before I embarrass myself. Okay. Long story short, um, and I keep saying that and then proceed to tell long stories, but... Sorry, bro. He was uh, so we played it, you know, all Saints together. Became best friends, and we really bonded because he was like one of the only guys that um, really loved the game, like I did. Like I was obsessed at, at my level, and so mm-hmm. we, um, you know, he he chased a college, you know, opportunity and, and stuff. So we kept up through all that. And long story short, he was at Baylor. Um, the game gets canceled, so they added another one at the end of the season to play TCU. And so I'm like, okay, like I'm, you know, I was already coming to the Baylor game. Like this may be your last game ever. Like I'm, you know, I'm coming, right? So I go to the game. Two minutes left. He 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 totally shatters his tibula and fibula. Like they don't show the replay, and it's like it's like dangling, bro. Like it's bad, 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 bad. Like they're handing him the phone to call his mom like immediately so she knows he's okay because it's like it's bad. And so. <laughs> Um, you know, again, that puts him in, uh, he has a place in Cabo and he was hanging out there rehabbing instead of, um, back at school rehabbing. And so he ran into a guy who is a investor in pro football focus. Um, and they're basically like a data analytics company. Um, they grade like every play that a player makes in the football field, whether it's NCAA football or, um, NFL. Right. So, um, I literally talked to Luke the night before. I'm like, man, I really want to, you know, try to get involved. Like, I'm already missing football. Like, you know, I'm not meant to just work a job every day and, you know, watch Netflix and go to bed. Like, I want to be a part of, you know, football in some way. Like, I've spent too much time on it. Like, I want to go to work for Pro Football Focus. And one of our quarterback trainers that we both trained with had worked for him at the time. And so um, we had this conversation. You know, we, we say that we want to get involved and – um, the next day he ran into a, 
an investor and that guy was basically like hey like what happened to your leg like it's got a big cast on it right like what happened and he tells him he plays football and he goes oh i invest in pff blah, blah blah and my buddy who at the time which i'm thankful that i became best friends with him and developed a relationship enough that he would even bring me up in this situation but he's like i've got a friend who's actually trying to go to work for pro football focus could you help him and so the guy says yes he basically sends me his email address i contact him um and within like 10 days he set us up and we had an, an interview with the ceo had an interview with their uh qb coach and like we got to break down film together and that kind of stuff and now long story short i actually started training there this week so i'm doing that on the side as well so what yeah we'll dude. See how that goes, but dude i'm pumped about it that is so cool man yeah. so what does that consist of like you literally just watch film is mm-hmm. that you watch film you give the players and individual players are great or is it like by like a team so like imagine like they have a system of how they grade players and there's you know it's a it's it's a lot like they sent me like the the whole training guide and it's like 100 pages that i'm having to learn and like basically learning how to chart these grades right yeah it's like that's like the the basis the foundation of pff and so that's where i'm training that's where i'm getting caught up you know trying to understand the lingo and then um once football season rolls around you know i'll probably break down you know college tape to begin with and uh, you know, I'm going to try to focus on quarterbacks and we'll see where it goes within the company. But like, I hope to one day be like making mock drafts, you know, studying the draft and dude, um, yeah, we'll see where it goes. But dude, congratulations on that, man. Yeah, That's awesome. It. I'm excited. That's so, so cool, bro. Appreciate it. You get to freaking live the dream again. Uh, I guess it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be a lot of work. Like I know, um, they're, uh, the QB analyst would like get the tape for like the Sunday games at like 6 p.m. and then he'd be like grading them until like four or five in the morning the next day. Yeah, yeah. So you know we're gonna have to figure that out once football season comes. And I'm still working my you know software job, but it's like we'll figure it out, man. I want to yeah. make it happen, so I'm excited. Well, that's the key, right? Like you find something you love, and then you're just gonna hit it hard. That's just exactly just like you did with football. Like anything to do with it at this point, you're willing to. Because yeah. like what you work nine to five typically is that what you yeah. do? Yeah, something like that. And right. you don't like it. I mean, no, I like it. Like the company's great. Right, right, um, right. The idea of a nine to five and the idea of doing the same thing over and yeah, over is and what you don't like. You know, it's. I think that I can compartmentalize it. Right, like you have your job, and then you know I consider PFF like my side hustle for now. Right, you know, yeah. so it's just something that I'm doing as a as a second as a second job, second option, and I'm gonna be doing something that I love. Right, not by watching a football to begin with anyway. That yeah. I might as well be doing something productive with it and try to get paid for it. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, no, that's exactly how I feel. You know, that's how I feel about this, yeah. <laughs> I, dude. I listen to podcasts all the time. Dude, that's so cool, though. Thanks, man. Appreciate that it. That's so cool, bro. Yeah. You said you're working out with Josh Yarbrough these days. Josh Yarbrough. Shout yeah, out to shout Josh. Out to Josh Yarbrough. Yes. Man. Yeah. What a monster he is, bro. He Have is you seen a monster, him lately? Bro. Yeah golly dude he uh he dude you know he got all his workouts from me right he did no. dude he he wouldn't tell me but <laughs> no he uh <laughs> he uh he's a beast bro hard worker he's yeah. a savage bro random yeah. random yeah dude he, the, he i saw him one time and he had the skinniest arms and he was known for being fast and yeah the you next hear that josh you got skinny arms bro. <laughs> <laughs> and he still does it's not even that's all i was gonna say yeah. but, but now he's now he's <laughs> He's okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Would, he's he's improved a little. He's still got a long way to go. Yeah. Probably should stop skipping leg days, but he does. <laughs> yeah. But no, dude, he's a beast. Speaking of legs, that dude, like, I don't even want to do leg days with him. Like, he's on a completely different level. Like, he's really, he's one of those guys you walk in the gym, you see someone on, on the leg press, and the entire thing is loaded up with 45s. <laughs> it's like, all right, like, you know, 
Take it easy, guy. Yeah, yeah that's hey, Josh. Guy. That's Josh. Hey, are you competing? Or? No, then, <laughs> then stop. Yeah, he's a beast, bro. Dude, it's yeah. He's, what are y'all doing? Like, what are y'all like? I mean, you know, to give away specifics. But All like, kinds, dude. I mean, I mean, I'll give it away. It's no secret. It's I mean, like, it's, uh, <laughs> I'll give it it's, away. Uh, it's you know, you know, we're going in. We're going to try to focus on something each day. And you know, back in you know college workouts, it's like even if we did upper body, we we're going to do some sort of upper or some sort of lower body too. You know, like you always had something to make it like I. I was never just working like one muscle group at a time. Yeah. But that's really what he does and what he focuses on. And dude, it's helped honestly. Like, you know, there's different ways of lifting, different ways of training, but yeah, you know, his way definitely works for him. And I mean, it, you know, come on, works for me a little bit. It's working for you. Yeah. Uh, No, I'm just kidding, dude. Uh, I got a lot of work to catch him. It's, it sucks whenever we go to pick up weight, you know, not only is his weight much more, but like whenever he picks it up in the mirror, it's like, you know, gosh, like I shouldn't be working out with this guy. It makes me look ten times worse. <laughs> He's shorter than you, though. So you got to give yourself a little credit. Yeah, but it's okay. He he makes up for it. Mass that dude is <laughs> that dude is huge. He's yeah, he's huge. Yeah. So and I shouldn't I should not be hyping you up like this. Josh, I know that's but. what I'm saying, bro. We, uh, Josh, whatever, bro. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, uh, he's he's supposed to come on the podcast sometime. So dude, we'll talk about you on there. Awesome, awesome. Hopefully, he has some some great weight uh, training tips for me as well. So. Yeah, <laughs> he'll tell you on the podcast, so you have to listen, even though you work out together. He's great, though, bro. I'm glad he's moved here. It's been fun. Yeah, so, dude. And he's uh, like, he's doing geology, like geology. So he like, so not only does he get up, you know, go work out in the morning, but then he's going and working out, and he's digging caves all day. And he's not just digging caves, right? So he basically like, there's large plots of land, and he can definitely expand on this more than I can, but there will be large plots of land that they basically need to, um, they need to quote, right. They need to figure out what's exactly, they need to survey the land. They're trying to figure out, you know, how much it's going to cost. They need to figure out what, what all's even on it. Cause it's such a large piece of land that it needs mm-hmm. to be studied. And so Josh will go out there and these geologists basically find these caves that you and me, like we would never find going out there, but he digs them. And then they go down there and he's totally mapping them out, drawing them and, if you like look at his Instagram, there are deep caves where he's standing, looking up, you know, yeah. it's, you know, and it's pretty cool deal, bro. So he's working out there all day and then heads <laughs> home random. and does it again. Probably works out again, honestly. <laughs> That's so random that he does that, bro. But it's cool that he, because mm-hmm. it seems like he really likes it. He went to school oh, for that and it. like, yeah. it's so crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro. He's jacked. He's, uh, he's doing, so you guys are doing more of like a bodybuilding style of workout. Cause yeah, just I, trying to get stronger. Honestly. Yeah. I've been looking into it. Like recently I've been like. Over the past, over 2020, uh, me, Daniel, and then one of our buddies, Adrian, we signed up to run a marathon. Okay. Dumb. So dumb. No, nah, it was cool, but it's it's obviously it's hard, right? But it's like, I'm not a runner. You've known me for a while, Rhino. I'm not a runner. Right, I feel you. I'm not yep. a runner. And it's just tough. It's like mentally tough. And I feel like that was like the the most I got out of it, like in terms of like gains and 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 strength is more so than my body but my my mental capacity to push myself through like horrible situations like that i'm sure you've been to the austin trails by lady bird lake oh yeah yeah we used to run that one lap the big lap is 10 miles okay and we would we would run that like like i've ran the most i ran is 20 miles i didn't actually do the marathon because it got canceled obviously due to covid but oh man it was supposed to be in san antonio but so 2020, I just basically ran. Like I didn't lift any weights, uh, like the first like three months of the year I did. But then after that, like no weights at all, and then strictly running. And so I lost like a lot of muscle mass. Yep. Lost some weight, and then ever since, um, honestly, like November of <clears throat> last year, 
2020, I've been like trying to put on that muscle back. And so it's working in like a little bit, like slowly, but surely I'm gaining the muscle I lost. And, and like bodybuilding workouts is what I was doing. But since I was kind of like behind, I needed to hit like the the muscle groups twice a day, essentially. And so now I'm doing like, like push days, pull days and leg days instead of Mm -hmm. like buys and then back and then legs you know i'm hitting more at once giving me the opportunity to do it multiple times a week yeah and so that's like kind of what i'm doing right now but yeah dude i feel like you know everyone has a different formula i feel like you know especially over the years training so much we've encountered so many different methods and yeah honestly like whether one works more than the other i don't know but yeah you know go to work pick up the weight you know you'll get bigger and you'll get stronger pushing hard yeah, yeah yeah so I agree, dude. That's kind of what I just do with Josh. You know, I kind of let him take the reins. I say let. He definitely just takes the reins, you know. Yeah. But he, uh, you know, as as I should let him drive that ship. But Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. He uh, will walk in and do legs, and it's going to be it's gonna be seven to nine exercises of, Whoa. you know, we're going to go, yeah, we're going to take, like, um, whether it's dumbbells, kettlebells, and we're going to stick a 25-pound plate under our calves, and we're going to start off squatting that, and then we're going to go, like, actually squat and then we're gonna go to leg press and then we're gonna go do you know ham curls quad curls calves like everything it's a full it's a full hour <laughs> yeah. 45 and i'm like josh dude i am dead like you know but man he uh he's a beast and he works hard man it's 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 great for me because not only does he push me but it's like man like you have someone like that just to you know set the tone like my workouts are so much better whenever i work out with him versus by yourself yeah yeah like you miss the whole team environment right? oh yeah so, yeah definitely bro it's hard. I work out by myself here, and it's just tough, dude. Luckily, I have, like, actual weights and stuff, but if I didn't, because I used to have only a kettlebell, 35-pound kettlebell. A lot you can do with that, though. There is a lot you can do with it, but, it, like, it gets old, and, like, if you don't have people to work out with, it's just boring after a while, and then, like, you know, you kind of get stuck doing the same things, and then it's just the whole thing, but... Podcasts, kettlebells, you are literally the next Joe Rogan. Dude, that's what <laughs> I'm saying, dude. I'm going to shave my head. <laughs> dude i'm actually Would doing, you? doing the opposite no bro no way <laughs> you can't with that hair no not yet dude not until it starts going away is it gonna go away you have thick hair bro yeah i don't know probably not hopefully not you know yeah you're not losing hair I'm not going I, away, yeah i see it you know yeah you're good but. um dude what are you doing austin for fun I, I hardly go to austin like just for rough like i don't know dude there's endless things to do whether you're at you know west six they're rainy like love those areas um you can go spend a lot of time and a lot of money there but you know the whole green belt man like especially taking the dog out wearing the green belt out especially like whenever it's rained and you know like the waterfalls are going to be high and the water's going to be running like i'll definitely take advantage of the green belts when we can um you know i've got a dog and i I sit at home and i watch him you know just not do much all day and so like every chance i get dude we go explore try to do whatever we can so wear that out um you know i'd love to spend more time on the lake honestly but yeah gotta have um, a boat or something gotta gotta have a boat man so the few times that you know friends you know want to go do that that's you know the first thing i'll jump on if i do have that opportunity but anything downtown man is awesome you know you mentioned ladyburg lake that's fun the you know all the bar streets um i've got three friends from columbia here and two of them oh, grew up dude, here that's so, so cool yeah dude they, what are the odds they, of that yeah it's, well two of them well, i guess there's four now there's two from lake travis they actually graduated from there and then wow um one went to austin Bowie, and then one actually just moved here from new york so 
Oh, that's awesome. Try to hang out with those guys. And then um, I have another uh, group of friends that um, I met through. So Marley was down here first, right? Mm. And so basically she was meeting nurses and they had had, um, had boyfriends, right? And so whenever we went to hang out with them, became really good friends with those dudes. And so, you know, we've got a couple good friend groups that we can hang out with and stay busy, bro. Between projects, moving to Oakland, jobs, like, you know, feels like we never have you know too much time so dude, stay busy feels like you guys are adults right like real adults real Definitely, adults. Dude. it's, it's like weird a, right it's almost like i'm like a suburban dad sometimes <laughs> yeah. i'm like all right ryan like you know you can relax you <laughs> yeah. grow up, so. no, that's but, awesome bro i love austin bro like so much yeah do. so much especially if like there's live music or something like oh yeah um i'll try to go to any concert that i can like the, love that kind of stuff you big on so. comedy Dude, so uh, New York was a total blast. For oh, dude, yeah. And now that Joe has his place, I'm like, I'm, right here. yeah, I'm you're like, in he's, it. He's here. Like, I'm, I'm all over it. So Marley, basically, Dave Chappelle, um, he gets an IV before every show, mm-hmm. and so they, his manager reached out to a group of Austin nurses whenever he moved here and started doing this thing at Stubbs through COVID, right? Yeah. And so, long story short, it got back to Marley, and they asked her to go one night, and she got to give Dave Chappelle an IV, and was like, at, like Ed Stubbs, like, kidding me. yeah, the whole experience. Were you so, able to go? No, dude, I, no, I wasn't able to. They didn't I'm like, they didn't like give her the option. There were there were separate shows that we could have, but okay. then that night, like Marley wasn't going. It like it it just didn't work out for whatever reason. Right, right, right. But um, but yeah, dude, like whenever she wants to like like volunteer to like go do that, like. She can go give Dave Chappelle IVs. Wow. Like, How does that work? Do they pay? I'm, you, you probably don't. You might not know this, but like, do they, they pay the nurses directly or do they pay the hospital and the hospital just pays them as like hours? No, it's not through the hospital. Like they're basically just, you know, contracting people out. So, Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. yeah. That's cool, bro. I hear all about, I list, obviously like you could tell by the setup. I listen to Joe Rogan all the time and dude, I'm like so deep into that world. Yeah, and so I've like heard of like yeah, it gets IP before the shows and after the shows. So it's crazy that Marley, yeah, is the one that freaking did that. That's cool, dude. I, I've like, uh, slowly but surely made my way kind of into the comedy scene. Um, you've always known me as kind of like a goofball. Are Are you trying to be a comedian? Eventually, yeah. Let's go. Yeah, dude, I would yeah. definitely go to your shows <laughs> as long as you don't pick on me. No, yeah. <laughs> that did happen to me in New York. It did. Yeah, bro, it was bad. Who did it? Do you know? I, just, I, don't, I don't know her name. I don't want to know her, know her name, but she roasted me, bro. Really? Roasted me. Dude, they're ruthless. Comics Dude, are ruthless. I was sitting in the front row. Like, they don't let oh. you, like, choose your seat in there. Yeah. And so, like, I, like, walk in behind a crowd and, like, of course, bro. Like, I'm sitting, like, right in front of her. Like, I know it's coming the entire show. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm waiting on it. Dude, she called on me and, like, she asked me some stupid question and, like, I paused and didn't answer in like that pause. It was like that was dude, her moment, dude. Like she just <laughs> dove in and she just ate me alive. And so I'm like, bro, I'm never going back now. <laughs> but it was honestly a lot of fun. But she did eat me alive. Wow, that's dude, that's so cool. Yeah, it was fun. That's cool, bro. There's a big comedy scene coming up in Austin. I, I had uh, the CEO of this this new like comedy network called Big Laugh Comedy on okay. uh, like two weeks ago, uh-huh. last week, two weeks ago, something like that, and. I was able to do um, a video for him. I made a promo video for him, and and I got to see Joe Rogan. I got to see you know who Ron White is, of course. Ron White. I got to see like I love a the lot Ron White of- episode on Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah, dude. I got to see like those guys live, and I got to film them and, and make a video for this dude. And so you met Joe. I didn't get to meet him. No, he he barely meets him. Like Joe, like 
Joe comes with bodyguards. He comes with two yeah. jacked ex-military or like you know retired military, right? Probably Navy SEALs or Green yeah. Berets or something. But Marcus Luttrell, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. He comes with dude. They were jacked. They were so big. They look like bigger versions of him because he's pretty. Yeah, because Joe's too. pretty. Yeah, he's a rock. Yeah, right. but uh, it's so cool, dude. I'm I'm so excited to be able to get into that. Like, because like now I'm like we're like kind of friends, you know, like. Yeah. Not like texting every day, kind of friends, but like that's the, that's the name of the game, bro. Dude, it's just connections. The it's more so people cool. you meet, the more opportunity you'll have. Yeah, so that's cool. I got I got to see some cool cool stuff. So that's awesome. So what are you gonna come. do with it? Are you gonna, dude? Do- I'm, I'm gonna like I'm gonna keep playing the game. Like I do, video is kind of like what's gonna make the money for now, hopefully, and then eventually comedy is gonna be a thing. So I turned 24 in June, like okay. literally the middle of June. Okay, and so. Yeah, you're uh, still young. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The, the goal is to get on stage at least once before then. So, and that's like just, just like a self goal that dude, I want to do. You better let me know. Before. Me and Josh will come. Dude, no joke. I'm not telling anybody before I do it. The I first don't time. blame you at all. If I was trying to be a comedian, I probably wouldn't tell anyone either. <laughs> before the first time, I won't tell anybody. If it goes decent and I'm like, okay, I might tell people. But uh, I just got to, I want to kind of do this on my own and like. I don't blame you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, but I mean, like, I don't, I don't care. Like, Event, like I don't care. It's just the fact that I want to do it. Like maybe it's like a pride thing or an ego thing, but I just want to do it on my. I don't want to like to do it because of like, oh, yeah. like I have people come in, you know, like. And you don't like you don't want to feel that pressure. Like you don't want that. Effect yeah. You. Like yeah. If you're in a room full of no one, like, and I don't mean no one, but like a room full of no one, you know, it's gonna be easier right. than if someone's sitting there like yeah to talk to the people that you talk to, right? Like yeah, I get it. Yeah, man. We'll see though. We'll see. But it was uh, it's cool, man. It's cool to have that connection. That guy's like, because. Uh, there he has this venue like he he's on Sixth Street. He shares a venue with like where he partners with the Vulcan Gas Company, mm-hmm. uh, which is just like a, it's really meant for EDM music. But like they have comedy shows there all the time, like literally every week. And it's can, on West or Dirty? On Dirty. Okay. Dirty Six, and um, it's cool, bro. It's cool. So like he's like, dude, come anytime you want. Like just let dude, me know. You should go live there. You should just go wait for I the know. opportunity. What I, what I want to do is move closer honestly because georgetown's kind of far like if yeah. i was like 15 even 20 minutes away it'd be easier because then you could like it'd be more i mean i don't want to use that as an excuse like i if i really was like right right right. no i get what you it's mean. a little bit of nerves though you know but yeah. yeah bro that's the goal that's the goal eventually do it okay so if you're gonna be a comedian you have to tell me a joke no i don't <laughs> okay okay all right <laughs> i won't put too much pressure on it, okay. but i had to try yeah don't do it dude don't put pressure on me this isn't the right this isn't the platform for a joke anyways I know, if, especially if I test you for it. But like that's that's pretty much what that comedian did to me, bro. Like she put me on the spot, like in front of everyone. Like I was supposed to come up with a joke, yeah. and then like, because I didn't, she roasted me, yeah. which could have gone in my favor if I had killed it. But like she knew I wasn't gonna kill right. it, right? No, dude, no. Let me tell you something. Comedians, it, if you're getting asked when you're in the audience, it's never gonna go your way. That's the oh, whole yeah. point. That's which the whole is point. why I like like pause and hesitated. Which I'm like, because she asked me because like I'm sitting at the table with Marley. Yeah. And so, of course, she asked me a question about mine and Marley's sexual relationship. Oh, yeah. And so I, like, look at her, and I'm like, I'm like, you know, like, I don't want to just, you know, I'm trying to, like, play it off. But yeah. also, like, you know, like, I don't, I don't have much to give her at this point. And so, you know, like, I'm sitting there, I'm, like, kind of fumbling, and she's like, oh, so what are you doing? I'm like, I'm a software salesman. She's like, oh, you must be really good at that. Like, you can obviously talk to people, and, like, like not and i was like oh no but it was funny that's cool bro yeah she ate me alive that's freaking funny if i ever come across her no (laughs) she better open as a i don't find her yeah 
You uh, you keeping up with the Final Four at all, dude? I, or like the the tournament itself, not I the Final it Four. So we could take a look, but okay. So this guy, this is Mike. He's from. Uh, he was our point guard at Columbia. Shut up! I swear, transferred to Michigan and it started there all year. He's about like five nine. What? Yeah. You know how good you have to be at a sport if you're five nine and you. Right, right, right. Which we knew he was good at Columbia, but like we didn't like look at him and think like, okay, this kid shouldn't be here. He should be somewhere else. And so whenever he transferred to Michigan, dang, he's got a hairline on him too, huh? Well, yeah, he's he's trying to pull up his height. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, man, he's he's transferred there. He's killed it. He plays like like they play forty minutes. He probably plays like thirty three of them. Like yeah, wow, balling. That's awesome, bro. Good for him. I know. Good so for I'm, Mike. I'm keeping up with Michigan, rooting for them, but. We'll see, bro. It's craziness. Yeah, my brother says it all the time, and I'm like, you know, it's like I, I agree with him 100%. It's like me and him and basically everybody I know, we all chose the wrong sport in basketball, bro. We should have been baseball players or something because there's no way, like with our athleticism and our height, there's no way we're going to make it to pro or like even college. Hindsight's 2020, bro. True that, bro. True you that. Know? But We should have been playing golf. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's any easier, and I don't. I'm I'm not diminishing golf in the way. Like I have the utmost. Like I play golf all the time. Like I love it, but I'm like, man, it'd be awesome to play this sport in college. Yeah, I mean, in terms of athleticism, you don't have to be super athletic to like play right, golf. Right, right, right. But like I, you know, I think back to like people like Travis Benson. Oh, like, he dude. was the one who got me into golf whenever we were in high school. Like, yeah, me and Travis became friends and. Um, just hanging out with him because it was like it was like going to a celebrity at a Granbury golf course. Like everyone knew him, they loved him. Travis is of course like on the record boards, like everywhere you went. So yeah, they, they loved him. Um, and so he got me into golf, bro. But like, I swear, I don't know if I ever saw that man use a putter. Wow! Like one day he gave me his putter out of his bag because he didn't use it. Which I don't know if that was a flex looking back on it, but like <laughs> he he literally would get the ball so close to the hole he would just tap it in with his wedge every time. That's insane. Yeah, and so I'm like, dude, the skill he had and everything, and like he, like he found college to be extremely tough. Like he'll be the first one to tell you, like they go, they start five golfers in a tournament, and yeah. it, like it was tough for him to make that five every time, and he got second in the state of Texas twice. Wow. Yeah, it's hard. It's that next level. So I say all that. I'm like, I didn't mean to like diminish golf, like utmost respect, but for us, you know, that's all right, bro. Nobody, nobody that golf still sense to this anyway, so. They everywhere. will one day. They're going to come back <laughs> yeah. and be like, AV and Ryan, they hit golf. I'm like, no, I love golf. So, Golf's fun. Have you played around here at all? Not a single bit. Not one time. Well, if you ever do go play, go play at Avery Ranch. It's not too far from you. Which That's in like, Cedar Park? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Pretty like pretty feasible, super nice course. You'd like it. But I don't get to play as much anymore, especially with like the daylight savings time. It's dark at 6, 6.30. It's weird. So, I don't like I don't like the whole daylight saving thing. We should not switch times. I don't I don't get that at all. Me either. It's like a keep old, it light longer. Yeah. Let me play some golf in the afternoon. You know, <laughs> make my day longer. Okay. <laughs> I don't like it to be darker. Like we were talking about in New York. Like, yeah, need some time after work. But, oh, dude. Nine oh one. You gotta get home. Whatever you want to do, dude. I don't care. I'm chilling. Let's wrap more up. questions. We're good. If you want to wrap up, let's do it. Let's wrap it up. Wait. Okay. Oh, I have a question. I have a okay. question. You gonna start a podcast or what? Um, so long. I I gotta stop saying long story Sorry, short. You yeah, gotta. I'm sure like once you've like made a podcast and you listen to yourself back, you you hear yourself saying the th- same yeah. things over and over. Yeah. Um, but no, dude. Um, we and I say we Thomas Weaver and I made a podcast with a 
another fellow quarterback from Columbia named Danny Hong. And we made one episode, and long story short, it didn't. Hey, it, uh, it didn't. You know, like it sounded good, and like I'm. I would think that if other people listened to it, it wouldn't sound as bad as we think it. It sounded yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. But we were kind of trying to make it like a sports podcast. We were focusing on certain topics and certain subjects would get brought up within topics, and you'd bounce around, and then mm. you'd try to come back, and it was just too like all over the place. Maybe that was because like the authors were trying to make sense of it to everyone and mm. maybe it would sound normal to listeners i don't know but we didn't uh we didn't publish it we yeah. didn't put it out there yeah so well so the the thing is like if you have a specific theme or topic mm-hmm. it's honestly better because then you have a certain group of people who are going to listen yeah. you have a certain audience who you're going to target yep and it's it's just easier in terms of that but like you know, you have to understand that it's like your people, right? Like you're not robots. You're not going to stick to the same topic. So yeah. whenever you go off topic like that and like, I've, dude, I've done nine. Ep- this is my ninth episode. I have now not a pro whatsoever, no. but that's good. You know, like when you go off topic on something, it means like you're having a conversation and like the whole point of this platform, this medium is for you to be yourself and you listen to podcasts. Oh yeah. So like, which it's, it's, you know, too many football podcasts so it's yeah, yeah. not like you know like just casual culture i am listening to the new johnny menzel podcast the ball don't lie podcast so oh, i didn't even know he had one That's yeah cool. he's he's releasing one and it's more about life so you know hopefully it'll be less about sports but yeah you know. well dude listen so like uh, uh, do you listen to ryan rosillo i know ryan rosillo went from when he worked at espn but i don't listen to his pod so so this is this is probably true to all podcasts i haven't heard the ones you're probably talking about but the reason you like podcasts is because it's not like radio. They don't have to stick to a script, you know. Right. They don't have to be like, oh, and this is the news, you know. Like they don't have right. to tell the news or anything like that. They they're themselves, and you kind of feel like you know them a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's why like I'm imitating Joe Rogan right now. It's because like I feel like I know him, and I'm like, okay, this is a good person to like. Yeah. If I'm gonna imitate a podcast, I'm gonna do my favorite one. I'm also gonna do one that's successful. So like, that's my point. That's why it's very very similar. The desk just happened to kind of be like the ones we ordered but um no i like the desk dude thanks bro i like the desk i like the backdrop one day you're gonna need to get a much bigger picture dude i got i got the i'm gonna do some work with that graffiti guy and we're gonna exchange oh, dude perfect work for work what are you gonna do do you know i'm gonna i'm gonna make a video for him and then he's gonna do uh something for me i think it's gonna be bigger than that he was in here and he was like yeah bro you need bigger you need more yeah so i think i want to get a mural of uh adam sandler because he's kind of like a inspiration really yeah big adam sandler guy so yeah. what do you think about uncut gems haven't seen it really here's the thing it's because it's because my girlfriend's already seen it and my roommate hasn't and so he wants to watch it with me and every time he's like let's watch it she's around and so i'm like dude we, uh, she's already seen it so like it, every time that like that happens it's that same reason but yeah but uh anyways long story short for me this is long true story short long story short <laughs> Bunch of short stories today. <laughs> <laughs> so basically what I'm trying to say is that the podcast you listen to mm-hmm. have a lot of the personality of the person you're listening to. They've they've mastered it over like however many episodes they've done to where it's like, oh, I'm going to put this guy on and it's going to be like I'm just sitting in on a conversation he's having. So like right. those like tangents are like supposed to happen. You know right. what I mean? So like I'm saying this to encourage you because yeah, I, would, I would love to hear you guys podcast because I don't keep <laughs> up with sports you. enough. I'm sure it would help me. And also, I love you. I love Thomas, and love you too. And if, <laughs> and if you're friends, I'm sure I'd love them too. So, 
yeah dude. dude you have to do it i'll help you however i can I dude gotta... i would uh you know and we might we might you know put it out and it's probably a it's probably a lot of us just overthinking and you know yeah. listening to your own voice and being yeah. like you know it, you know doesn't sound the way i wanted it to but we'll see if um we'll see if we keep recording and you know put something together especially whenever football season gets started and, yeah um there is a part of me that wants to pursue like the content side of things at pff like there's it's like the the podcast i listened to pretty much inspired me to go to work at pff not just my like friend that worked there but they kind of do what i wanted to do like they study the draft and you know there's 300 good prospects coming out of college and having gone through that experience i i i'm just addicted to like to you know figuring out who's gonna work who's not gonna work you know and that kind of thing and you know showing like yeah. i know why you know like just the the race to like like be right to like like have a better understanding of football than the other guy like be like a you know yeah like an armchair quarterback an armchair gm and just play yeah. that game whether you're right or wrong it's so much fun so yeah, that's, that's awesome. kind of what we want to do so danny's like danny's like our mediator and um, <laughs> oh my so it's like you and thomas going back and forth and well yeah and it's 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 really not even like that like we rotated it was like i talked aaron talked you know danny talked yeah or, you know thomas right but right um no danny was like he was gonna pose the questions and that kind of thing so yeah then we just you know bounce off the wall and talk about everything and next yeah. thing we know we're listening back and we're like what like we covered this topic whenever we were supposed to be covering this topic and it just yeah it didn't like it didn't feel and flow like we wanted it to and so long story short we didn't post it but yeah Hopefully we put something. Hopefully we put something together. You know, especially like as the season gets closer, or, you know, as the draft gets closer, or yeah. something. And we'll let it rip, bro. Yeah, bro, let it rip. Because the sooner but. you start, the more like. I mean, obviously, like I feel, I personally feel like if your goal is to like get a ton of listeners and make a ton of money doing something, it probably won't work, right? Because you kind of have yeah, the no. wrong motives. So, the earlier you start, though, the more opportunity you have for people to kind of get used to you and like, oh, like this is actually pretty, you know, good information. Okay. And then when the season rolls around, they're like, okay, I got a good podcast to listen to now that the season is here. Yeah. And so, like, you kind of preface for that. But, dude, that that's so cool. I'll legit help however I can. Do you guys do Thank it on you. Zoom? Yeah, we've been doing it on Zoom. Mm -hmm. um, the first one, we just recorded like a cloud recording, right? And saved it and listened to it back. And which we bought like, you know, nice mics and, you know, light scenes and everything. So it looks good, but it's still it's still Zoom quality, if you know what I mean. Yeah, like it's yeah. going to be much better in person, which yeah. is why I'm glad that we, you know, did this entire setup. It was cool. But, dude, yeah, so much fun in person. Yeah, dude, I was I was hyped up to do it. Like <laughs> yeah. this, this feels better. Like, like whenever I first was like, oh my gosh, Aaron wants me to do a podcast. Like, oh that's my crazy. gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so, but like driving out here, I was like, man, this is going to be cool. Like we get to like ask like questions and people are going to listen in. Like, yeah, bro. That's crazy. It have is you, crazy. Have you had like any like podcast that like it made it to a different, you know, set of ears than you thought it would. And like, they like came and like, like asked you a question, like any weird reactions out of it yet or no weird reactions. But the first one I did, I did it with the pastor of the church I go to now. Okay. And which church is that? It's called Awaken, bro. Okay. It, honestly, where is that? It's in Round Rock. It's okay. in Round Rock. It's you know where uh, um, the stadium is, the baseball stadium. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What's it called? I don't know, but I dude, was looking I just, at going to a Co-Wetzel concert there. So you did, or are you going to? No, I was trying to, but it didn't work out. So like, right, that stadium is like, uh, I don't even know what road that is anymore. But like, you, it's like this, this Dell Diamond. Yes, Dell Diamond. Diamond's here. The church is across the the way the entry away from it so okay. it's like directly like outside the window of the church you're seeing del diamond is it big the church no it's not super big it's like a it's like a church plant kind of thing and it's started in 2018 kind of officially mm -hmm. but it's awesome bro like the, the lead pastor was he's a super young he's like 36 
That's Super awesome. cool guy, ex ex military. Um, just a really nice guy. Like, doesn't seem fake. Doesn't seem like yeah. It's just like a, a good guy. Like it, like attracted to a church because he's like yeah like come if you want but like this is what we're about and you know hope to see you there. But if not, then it's okay. Do what you got to do. Yeah. And like it, it's just everybody loves him, man. It's awesome. And so he was on my he was my first guest on the podcast. Nice. He actually lives down the road. Like oh, okay. He turned down this road and he's like right there, but. Um, a, a girl reached out from hometown. Actually, I haven't talked to her in a long time. And she was like, and it was like a churchy kind of podcast, like not even honestly a churchy podcast. It just was like a deeper podcast kind True. of like about our backgrounds and stuff like that. And, and she was like, I listened to your podcast on the way to like my Sunday school class and that I was teaching. And I actually used some of the stuff that I learned from the podcast to teach That's the awesome. kids. And I was like, That's what it's about. I was like, What? Wow. That's cool. I, that See, was, that's the kind of feedback you need, bro. As soon as you get these episodes out and people, yeah. like enough people are listening, and you get that kind of feedback, you're going to be that much more excited to get after it. Yeah. Right? It's it's so fun, dude. And I, I'd say like the biggest thing for me was like, because I've, I've been wanting to do this for legit like four years. Like I set up I, I set up my camera in college. Remember Brendan Clough? Yeah. That was my roommate in college, like okay. my last two years. And I set mm-hmm. up a camera in our, our, our apartment. I was like, bro, let's do a podcast. And so like I've been wanting to do this forever. And then the the way I got started was like I was like okay I have the gear, now I'm just kind of scared to start. And so like I asked Ben, and why are you scared? Him. Why it's like why why are we scared for other people to listen to us? Exactly. And that's not even it's just like the first step because like now I don't care. Like like really you don't I care. don't care. Yeah, like I truly don't care. And so like like because like at first it's weird because like. You're like, oh man, my mom's gonna listen to this. Maybe my, you know, my family could possibly listen to this. Yeah. And it's like, do I let people cuss? Like, do I like stop people from cussing? But at the end of the day, I want them to be themselves. And so I'm like, I don't, I don't care if you cuss, and I'll cuss whenever I feel it's necessary for me to cuss. But yeah. it's like, it's cool because people do hear it, and like, it, it's just, it's fun, bro. The first step for me though was getting Ben to agree to do it. I was like, hey, you want to do it on Friday? And he was like, yeah, I'll be there. And I was like, really? So does he live here? Yeah. In Austin or Georgetown? Ben? Yeah. He lives down the road. Really? Yeah. Okay, okay. okay. And so he was like, nice. he was uh, he's like, yeah, I'll do it. And I was like, all right. And so, and he gives like the, the sermons in front of everybody every week. So he, Oough, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was thinking uh, Brendan Clough was Oh, no, no, no. But, yeah, ben, he was on ben. it. Okay. Brendan was on it. Yeah, yeah. I saw his. I, or, I didn't listen to it, but I saw his, his post. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But it, it was just getting that guy to sign up for that first one. And I was like, okay, well, now I got to deliver. Like, yeah. Now I have to, I've said it and it's like, you know, I didn't want to back down from him. So from anybody really. So it's yeah. cool, bro. It's like that first step. And now I'm like, probably never going to stop. So what, what number is this? Nine. Nine. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That was your football number, right? No, dude. I was, <laughs> dude, I switched a bunch. Um, <laughs> I was 10, 12, five, two. Switched yeah. all over. But dude, that's awesome. I'm, uh, I'm honored to be the ninth guest. Dude. I appreciate it. I planned it this way. I wanted you to be the ninth guest. Thank you. Appreciate that. You're welcome. Hopefully, man. I'll be uh, on it again someday. Again. Yes. Yeah. For sure. I'd love that. I love you. Love I'd you. love that. <laughs> Do you know? It, bro. You know Zach Olson, by the way. Of course. Yeah. He'll be on Friday. Really? Yeah. Does he live here? No, he lives in Lubbock. He's coming down from Lubbock to do He's it. He's driving from Lubbock. Yeah. Oh, yeah. what a dude! He's that is savage. awesome. He's so, what savage. are you gonna do? Are you gonna make a weekend out of it, or what? I think his girlfriend. <coughs> excuse me she lives in san antonio or her family does okay. so they're gonna go there so probably just be here for a night or two wow yeah that's dedication there, dude. <laughs> i got something in my throat dude take a drink it's all good 
That's sweet though. Do you have like how far out do you have guests planned? Because you texted me three weeks ago or so. Um. <coughs> good, Dude, man. I don't know what's wrong with my throat right now, but it's COVID. I'm crying. I'm it's crying. the vid. <laughs> have you got COVID yet? I haven't. Me either. No. Daniel had it. I didn't get it. So are you gonna do the vaccine? Maybe. Yeah, I'm the same way. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> like if if it's really gonna be a passport, like okay, like I guess I got to. But yeah, the fact that like I haven't changed my lifestyle and I haven't got it yet, I'm like. Maybe I just have the antibodies or... Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Or maybe I'm like, you know, just... But I'm like, why would I take it if I haven't had it through all this, you know? Not that, you know... Not that you can't get it, but like your odds are probably lower. And anyone listening to this, don't you dare think that I question medicine or anything like that. He's like, an anti-vaxxer. I'm, I'm, I'm not one of those <laughs> <Anti-vaxxer>. people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I'm like, dang, do I get that shot for no reason just to have it so I can show someone else that that substance is in my body or <laughs> I'm, what? I'm going to Hawaii in May. So I'm like, oh, I dude. might need it. Well, actually no. Cause I think you still have to, you're still required to show a negative test. Like I'm going to have to get tested regardless. So just went through all that, that entire process. It was crazy. Was yeah. it? Yeah. So, um, they're not messing around, bro. They are not kidding. So we, um, we had to have a negative test within 72 hours mm-hmm. had that it literally arrived the morning that we were headed to the airport. Oh, that's annoying. Annoying, but also clutch. So we, <laughs> we wake up, bang, you know, buzzer beater, right? And so um, we get to, you know, they don't care in Dallas or even in Cali whenever we like laid over in LAX and then got to um, Maui and there was this app that you had to register with. And basically you like have this negative test that you, you registered with and it, it has like your location and it tracks you all throughout Hawaii. Mm-hmm. What the hell? So basically, if anyone during your trip was to say, I got COVID, and you've been in contact with them, and the app determines if you've been in contact with them, like based on geographic location, then you have to quarantine for 10 days. Yeah. And if what? you if you don't, you you know, and you get pulled over or something, you would just get a ticket or, you know, I don't even know what they would do, honestly. But it's a, like they were tracking it like that. Like everywhere we went into, like even restaurants sometimes, I'd just show my negative test, like, whoa yeah they're not kidding there at all and it's more of just like a it's cool because it's like a you're on an island experience right yeah and they're just like protecting their island they're protecting their home and so you're just like oh that is cool you know what i mean so it's not it, it's not like a you can't be mad about it it's not like a yeah it's not it's not like a feel here whenever someone's you know brings up covid and you're like you know oh my gosh yeah but you know or you know however you want to react about it but it's not like a political thing it's like exactly it's just, not political that's a great way to put it exactly yeah. it's not political it's you know we're home and we're not trying to infect our own and there's a lot of people traveling here so we need to be safe yeah that's like, cool you're like okay like i'll i'll put on a mask and do all that for hawaii any day you know I'm like Let's oh yeah take this beautiful place so. yeah did you go to pearl harbor have you ever seen that Mm-mm. yeah so didn't go to pearl harbor we were in uh in maui this time so oh that's right weren't that's there right. um I definitely want to go there, but are you yeah. going to go? Yeah, we'll be going. Nice. Do you have anything else you're going to do there? We're going to do a luau. Did you get to do a luau? Uh, so we like saw one, but we like weren't a part of it. But yeah. You're watching. Yeah, we're just like, you know, observing what's going on there. <laughs> yeah. It looked like a total blast, honestly, <laughs> yeah. but we had a day, bro. There, so we uh, we didn't stick it. around for the um, yeah. luau, but great time. <clears throat> they're like, they're pretty expensive, but. Really? A luau is expensive. I'm pretty much? sure they're like 180 bucks, 160, 160. Well, dude, I got a lay one time, and that was like that was like 60 bucks. So oh if you if you get a lay and everything, that's probably half the cost. You know, <laughs> then you get food, the and sacred all that. flowers. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, luau. Uh, they want to go snorkeling. I'm like not a boat person, so like if oh, okay. if you travel on a boat, I'm not going. 
Okay. Uh, I went hiking. scuba diving there. Scuba. How was that? Incredible. Yeah. So like Maui is like home for all of the uh, um, whales during this time. They're like giving what? birth. Like they migrate from Alaska down to um, Maui to give birth because it's like the safest place to do so. It's warmer waters, obviously. And so um, we were like underwater and we drove out to this island and it was like this 300 foot cliff that basically fell down and 300 foot. It's like honestly shallow for the ocean like that I've learned. So that's scary. But dude, they, yeah, it's very scary. So like you go down and it's like, I say very scary. Like the thought of going down 300 feet is scary, yeah. but scuba diving itself wasn't that scary. Oh, so like you're like 70 feet underwater, Jeez. but like you don't like, you can see everything around you. Like you oh, don't, weird. You, you don't feel like you're like, super deep yeah and so like we're just like chasing this wall like looking at everything like on the wall and like you could hear whales that's all bring up the whales you can hear whales under the water singing like loud, like very 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 loud like they were like within a mile away from us like if we like if we went up to the boat like you could see them and stuff like saw manta rays like eels like shout out steve urban right yeah but yeah but yeah dude it was it was awesome that's so cool if you can ever get over the is, is it boat sickness or you don't want it's you don't it's like boat sickness okay. yeah heavy boat sickness bro like okay, marley's the same way really and she did it yeah but like she's like she's she'll sell out for any adventure <laughs> that she can be a part of so it was kind of like the excitement for the adventure overrode yeah. the like you weren't on a boat for very long so it okay. wasn't bad but cool it was sick man super, that's super good cool. to know yeah it's good to know because uh, dude you should definitely snorkel We'll snorkel or we'll, yeah, probably not scuba dive, but yeah, we'll snorkel. And then I don't know what else. Probably just go sightseeing restaurants. And just being in Hawaii is yeah, you just feel good. We'll like, be we'll be there back. for a week. So oh, dude, yeah, you're gonna be more tan. You're gonna come back. You're gonna talk slower. Life's gonna slow down for a little bit. And you're gonna be like, all right, like now I get like where I'm supposed to be. Right? Yeah, <laughs> it's an awesome feeling. That's cool, bro. So, do you have a? I'm gonna wrap it up, bro. We've been here for a while. It's already nine twenty. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. You, uh, do you have anything like notable worth sharing to the to the world? Everybody's gonna hear this. Um, any anything like you want no, people to know? Bro, like, we've, already, we've already talked so much. How about this? How about so this? Shout out to uh, Ryan Suit. Congratulations on getting engaged. Thank you, bro. Thank um, you. Appreciate that. That's awesome. Do you know when we can expect a wedding, or is that just kind of like a foreseeable future? It's um, so getting through planning the engagement making all that happen and then and then now we're trying to make the move to oakland so and that's just for 12 weeks right just temporary but it's just a lot's gone into it trying to get our house ready to rent out and yeah trying to figure out the whole you know situation there and so that's kind of taken over um our time for the time being in terms of planning and so hopefully we'll get out there and we'll obviously have more time um together as we're in oakland and so we'll probably sit down and try to figure out while we're out there but Nah, man, we're going to take it slow. That was actually the first thing that we cheers to. It was like, all right, like we're not talking about this for at least two weeks. And I think now it's been, it's closing four. So we, we put it off even longer than we wanted to. So well, that's um, good. That's smart, I think. Yeah, man, we're not, we're not in a rush. You know, it's okay. You know? Yeah. We, I, I'd like, I like that better than like people thinking that they have to get no. engaged and then get married like the same year. Cause it's like, you're engaged. Like, yeah. No, but neither party's going anywhere. It's like at that point yeah. you're locked in. So it's like, why rush that? Just exactly. relax and it'll so, come when it comes. We're going to let it come. We're going to, you know, try to be smart about it. Kinda, we're thinking about doing it in Hawaii, thinking about doing it in Austin. So 
we'll see you know where it takes place and how yeah. it shakes out but got a lot of playing to do got a lot to look forward to and it's exciting man that's awesome bro yeah well thank congrats you. on that man appreciate you coming man i really do appreciate no, it no thank you for having this me it's good talk honor. man guess let's go <laughs> i feel appreciate like i haven't it. talked to you in forever so this is awesome yeah man good to catch up yes sir all right man well thanks man of course <laughs> appreciate it yes sir until next time the rogan podcast we out <laughs>